This week, I finally have an excuse to discuss one of my favorite gaming series of all time, Mega Man. What is up, world? JD here once again with the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast. And for the first time in a long time, I'm going to discuss some Mega Man. Now, let me back up a little bit. I've probably written more about Mega Man than any other series on the blog. This is the first time we'll be visiting him on the podcast. But if you look back through the archives, I've done quite a few write-ups on Mega Man games, partly because... They're relatively easy to review. They can be beaten pretty... mm, I hesitate to say quickly. I can beat them relatively quickly because I've been playing them all for so long. But, you know, they're not 20, 30-hour epics. I really like them. And, you know, I tend to get heavily into them. When I I play one, I want to play another and another and another. And, you know, there's a good reason for that because... And again, this is something that I've talked about in writing, but have not here. Simply put, the Mega Man series is why I play video games. It is the reason for all of this. You know, I remember being a kid and I knew someone down the street that had an NES and he had Mario. When my cousin bequeathed me his NES, this was back in the day of the one system per household rule that a lot of parents had. And he had gotten himself a Sega Genesis. I forget it was his birthday or Christmas or whatever. So he had to hand down the regular Nintendo to his little cousin. And, you know, it came with some cool games and some not so cool ones. But, you know, at the gaming was just something I did. I picked up from time to time. You know, I didn't really become a a gamer like it didn't become my primary hobby until i was a year or two older and i went over some kid's house i I think he moved away after you know early into our school career but he had Mega Man 3 and that was that was it like i had to have that game immediately it consumed me as a, a small small person I played so much of it, and you know, at the time, it was just a struggle. Like, you try for hours and hours to be one robot master. You know, the the things I I take for granted being able to do now, it was just such a challenge. Um, But we will not be discussing Mega Man 3 today. We will go back to that. That's on my 10s list, uh, my list of of games that I gave a 10 out of 10. Uh, so we'll be going back to discuss that, but we're going to skip ahead seven entries and quite a few years in the franchise to Mega Man 10. This, for whatever reason, was actually my first time ever playing Mega Man 10. As I said, I'm a huge fan of the series, so it's kind of weird that it's evaded me all these years, but... Now, I've done it, I beat it, it's in the books. Little history here, Mega Man 9 and 10 are kind of linked. After Mega Man 8, which was a PlayStation Saturn 5th generation game that had kind of like 2D sprite style, you know, 16-bit, for lack of a better term, graphics, the series kind of went dormant for a little while. Um... 
they Capcom instead chose to focus on the X series and you know Battle Network and Legends and all these different spin-offs of the Mega Man series and they were all kind of different and unique in their own way. I mean, I loved the X games as well, Mega Man Legends I like a lot, but they're all very, you know, different from from the main franchise the the numbered editions of the game Uh, i think you know and i could i might be wrong but i'm like 98 percent positive that aside from the the 11 numbered entries mega man and bass or base also uh also counts as a mainline entry into the series that had its own kind of kind of story behind it it was a game boy advance game here but it was an yes or or famicom title in japan so when mega man 9 was announced and it was determined that you know the series was going back to going back to the basics stripping away everything that had been added all the you know new moves and and four robot masters available at first then four later and intro levels and side levels and story you know super plot heavy stuff was going away they were going back to old school pixel style graphics it may have been a seventh generation title but it was gonna look like an nes game and i loved mega man 9 uh it's got to be up there with the best games in the series, at least to me. One, Actually, the very first post I did when I started blogging again was, you know, ranking the top 10 games of the 7th gen, and it made that list. I know it's an old school style game, but it's still technically a 7th generation game. But for whatever reason, I skipped Mega Man 10 until now. And Mega Man 10 was the same deal. Again, 8-bit style. Looks like an NES game. They were, you know, Mega Man 9 was so successful and they were trying to build on that success. But was Capcom able to do that? Well, we have a series that's long running and as iconic as Mega Man. Not all the titles are going to be created equal. I'm going to say this. I don't think any of the original series games are bad at all. Some are better than others, but none of them are bad. It really is one of the most, and it may be the most consistent video game franchises of all time, or I should say series. A lot of that has to do with its general, you know, simplicity, and it's not the most complex formula, but it's very, very consistent. But even with a series like this, that's so good, that's so consistent, fans and members of the gaming media are going to end up ranking these things in a list or putting them into tiers. And honestly, those that I've seen across, you know, various publications, various kind of personal lists tend to be pretty consistent themselves. You know, there's a lot of division. Let's not get started on how Final Fantasy fans will go at each other over what their favorite entry into the series is. Like it gets pretty nasty. This isn't like that. There's a there's some deviation, but a lot of it 
is pretty consistent which with which games are high tier, which games are low tier, which games are mid. So that general consensus is that Mega Man 2, 3, 4, and 9 are like the top tier titles. 8 and Mega Man and Base are the bottom tier, kind of. So where does that leave Mega Man 10? Most places I've seen will put it somewhere in the low to mid tier, saying that while it's still an excellent game, it was something of a letdown after 9. And you know something? I, I go out a lot and, and, and kind of stake my hat on thinking differently about a lot of video games from you know, the gaming media, from other gamers. That's not the case here. I think that's a pretty good spot to put it. Mega Man 10 is a good, solid Mega Man game, but it doesn't quite match the highs of some of the better entries in the series. So first, let's get the easy stuff out of the way. It looks great. It sounds great. It controls great. That's true of pretty much all of the Mega Man games. 10 doesn't have quite as good a soundtrack as its predecessor or some of the, like, the really memorable NES ones, but it does have some nice tunes. And, you know, who doesn't love shit music? All the stuff that was removed from Mega Man 9 remains removed. Um... That The two biggest ones here are the slide and the charge shot. And I kind of have mixed feelings about that. I even had mixed feelings about it in 9. The charge shot is a bit overpowered, and I think it can go. But I think the slide really opens up a lot of different gameplay options and increases the speed of the game. It allows for more level design challenges that wouldn't otherwise be available without it. And I think it would have been nice to have it back here, though I understand why they wanted to keep as close to the original as possible. Really, they're keeping as close to Mega Man 2 as possible, if we're, you know, getting all technical about it. That's cool, but they also added a shop, like the one in Mega Man 7. They added, again, they, they added this in 9, but it returns here. So, you know, we're, what are we doing here? Are we going old school and just going straight up back to the basics, or are we having the shop? Either way, though, that's a nitpick. I don't really have any gripes with any of the technical aspects of the game. Um, I also like that they included additional challenge modes and other you know extras to, to add a little bit of variety. So, to me at least, the first thing anybody, or the first thing I, and the first thing most people notice about old school Mega Man games are going to be the Robot Masters. Anybody that doesn't know, you have your choice of one of eight Robot Masters. Each one's got a power that Mega Man can take upon defeating them. That another Robot Master will be weak to that power, and it's a cycle. So, our list is, is as follows for Mega Man 10. We have Blade Man, Solar Man, Chill Man, Commando Man, Nitro Man, Strike Man, Pump Man, and possibly the most divisive robot master in the history of the entire series, Sheep Man. Yeah, Sheep. So, I think it's a pretty decent list. Not my favorite, but it's a solid selection. They are kind of running out of ideas. They have a lot of, of 
robot masters that sort of feel like repeats or retreads. Mostly uh, Solar Man kind of looks like Fireman, except he has the sun on top of his head instead of Fire, Fireman from the original Mega Man. Um, Chill Man is generic ice robot number 24-23B. Pump Man's a good idea in theory, but he's just goofy looking and looks ridiculous. He's, you know, his head's a pump and he uses it to great effect in battle. He sucks up the water that's in the, you know, his boss chamber and uses it for attacks. Um, but Commando Man's pretty cool. Uh, Nitro Man is like, a, he looks kind of like a transformer. He's like a motorcycle. He's pretty cool. Blade Man's pretty cool. I mean, he's made out of swords. Like, who wouldn't want think of a robot that's made out of swords is cool. I mean, it's like two of the coolest things just mashed into one, right? Um, so that brings us to our good friend Sheep Man. Well, Strike Man kind of fits in here too. So part of the story of Mega Man is that the robot masters were designed to be useful to people, right? They all had a purpose that they serve. You know, for instance, let's take Commando Man. He's supposed, he's like a military, his level is military themed. He's army green. He's obviously some sort of military robot. Strike Man is a baseball. Like, I, I guess he could be a pitching machine. Like, is this the next evolution uh, of of a pitching machine, I don't know, but Sheep Man is a sheep. He, what is ex exactly is he supposed to do? That being said, I'm not a Sheep Man hater because, for whatever reason, he's a reference because his you know his stage is electric themed. It is you know it's not farm themed as I kind of was expecting when I. I saw him, and he is supposed to be a reference to Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick, the sci-fi novel. Uh, by the way, that's the second Philip K. Dick reference that we've had on this this podcast, which is odd. Um, so I kind of get it. I kind of like him, even though I understand the fan base's aversion to him. Um, I, I, I kind of think it's cool, you know, highfalutin literary references for the win. Am I right? As I've said, each of these robots have their own powers and they're all pretty solid. I know I just kind of put over my boy sheep, man, but uh, his power is pretty terrible. The rest of them are all right. You know, chill man, he shoots spikes on the ground uh, and can freeze stuff. Solar man has like a grenade type of thing. Um, he shoots out a bomb and it explodes into fire. Blade Man has like his power is basically giving Mega Man the spread gun from Contra, shoots in three directions. That's real useful. Um, you know, you have Commando Man has bombs that'll do splash damage. You have Nitro Man ha with probably the best power in the game. He has like a a wheel. That, you know, Mega Man can hold and use it as a melee weapon. He can shoot it on the ground. He can actually use it to climb walls, which I think is really cool. Um, Pump Man may be lame, but he's got a really good shield power. 
every Mega Man game has a shield power, and they're they tend to be very hit or miss. This one's a hit. It's probably one of the better ones in the series. Overall, it's a good set of powers. They're all fun to use and unique. Almost all of them have some point, both in a stage and in a boss fight, where they're incredibly useful. Obviously, um, you know, some boss is going to be weak to something. They do a good job of making sure that the bosses are in fact weak to the weapon you're supposed to use on them, but none of them are just Mega Man games run into a problem sometimes where you can just walk up to the, the robot master and spam the weapon that it's weak to, and it'll just die in three hits. And that's not usually a problem here. So overall good selection of weapons can't complain there, but I can complain about the level design and that's the, biggest problem with Mega Man 10. It is relatively bland, and while it retains a lot of the challenge that was really the calling card of Mega Man 9, it lacks its pacing, its appropriate curve, and it's just general fun. There are a lot of levels with huge open rooms one after another, and then you come to a section that's just brutally difficult. Whereas in 9, they tended to be a little more balanced there's a little bit of challenge throughout to a lot of challenge but there's always something going on um strike man's level probably comes the closest uh you've got some cool gimmicks with uh floating soccer balls you have lockers that turn into robots uh you have uh, evil soccer goals that you fight as a sub boss that are very challenging uh generally pretty solid other than that though uh, Nitro Man had a cool gimmick with, with robot trucks that, you know, you have to react and dodge them as they're speeding towards you, hence the Nitro. The problem is the whole level's challenge is just completely nerfed with Chill Man's weapon because he basically can throw them down as road spikes, which is cool, and it's, you know, smart thinking. Um, you know, it's just logical enough that somebody might try it, but it just completely eliminates any and all challenge of the level. Speaking of Chill Man, uh, as I was writing the blog post this week and as I record this, I, probably now two days after having played his level, I don't remember a damn thing about his stage, and that's not really positive. Uh, Pump Man stage is just, it's supposed to be a sewer pipe, and they did a really good job of kind of making it look dingy and brown and dirty, but that doesn't really appeal to the eye. Um, yeah, it might be the least visually appealing Mega Man stage in the entirety of the original series. Uh, a lot of these levels did have really cool themes, but fail to capitalize on them. Like Sword, or I'm sorry, Sword Man, Blade Man, um, who has a cool medieval castle, but doesn't really do anything in there. You know, there's some interesting mini bosses. But every level seems to have some sort of crazy jumping hazard. You know, you're usually good for one or two of them. Sheep Man gets the Yoku blocks uh, this time around. Every Mega Man game's got to have those. Um, but it almost seems like there's way too much cheap challenge and not enough fair challenge. Again, it's still not as bad as a lot of games get, but it, it's way worse than it is in, in other Mega Man titles. Commando Man definitely takes the cake for the worst level. Um, anytime you have limited visibility gimmicks, 
I just, I'm out. I occasionally they're okay in an instance where it's like, you can limit it with a weapon. But to me, limited visibility gimmicks go on the list of like escort missions and driving and non-driving games and, you know, things like that of just, I see it and I instantly don't like it. So at the end of the day, I think classifying Mega Man 10 as mid to low tier in the franchise is pretty fair. Uh, but that's not to say that Mega Man 10 is bad because it's not. That's more a function of the series overall quality than anything else. You know, this game has weaker levels, but pretty strong boss fights. The bosses have challenging patterns, but they can be learned. They can, you know, none of them feel unfair. Blade Man a little bit. Um, his blades have some, what I felt to be funky hit detection, but they're a fair fun challenge. The Wily levels are pretty tough. Um, they're probably the best design levels in the game, though that's not saying much. You know, the powers are, are useful, and they might be more useful here outside of outside of boss battles than they are in any Mega Man game. But still, it kind of falls to the mid to low side of the series. So off the top of my head, um, and again, this is just off the top of my head with not, you know, I, I would have to think about it if I really wanted to make a list, but I'm going to, I would say two, three, four, six, and nine are definitely better. Well, one, five, eight, and Mega Man and Bass are Bass. Mega Man and Bass are probably worse. I've yet to play 11. Stay tuned for that review. So that kind of leaves 7 and 10 in the middle together. I'm not sure what I'd, which I'd put above the other. Maybe I'll have to play 7 next instead of 11. Uh, but either way, Mega Man 10 is absolutely worth playing. Yeah, it, it it's a mid-tier Mega Man game. But a mid-tier Mega Man game is still better than most franchises can ever hope to achieve. Uh, it's relatively easy to find. It's a good solid 2D platformer with action that's easy to pick up and play, but it's difficult to master. I'm going to say that, and this might be a whole other subject for another day because we're running long here, that I think the difficulty of the series as a whole is a bit overrated. I've mentioned this in my intro, but I've been playing video games a long time, but I'm still really bad at them. And if I can beat these games, then you can too. So I'm just going to leave that out there. But Mega Man 10 still provides a reasonable challenge. It's definitely one of the harder entries in the series. I think 9 was a little more difficult, although 10 felt more frustrating. It's got interesting bosses. It has varied powers. Even if the level design leaves a little bit to be desired, it's still a strong overall package. We're going to go with an 8.5 out of 10. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks again for stopping by. And once again, happy gaming.